Hello, everyone, and welcome to Jess and the Guest. As always, I'm Jessica Hopkins, and today I'm joined by comedian Mary Beth Barone, who's currently on tour, so please go see her now. We talk um, her amazing shows like Drag His Ass and Mary Beth and Friends, Horse Bombs, Biggest Pet Peeves, Craziest Things Happening on the live shows, <laughs> the best Halloween costume I've ever seen, and so much more. I hope you love this episode. I have to talk about your Halloween costume. It like lives rent free in my brain. It was the best thing I've ever seen. How like Thanks. how was that? How did you come up with it? How was how long did it take? Like tell me everything. Well, it was Benny's idea, and he was like, "Let's do Courtney and Travis." And I was like, "You know, why don't you and Terry do Courtney and Travis, and then I'll be Megan Fox, and I can we can find a Machine Gun Kelly, or we can do I know it can be Machine Gun Kelly, who's yeah. um, Benito's friend." And uh, basically, he was like, "No, you're being Travis," and I was like, "Okay, but I don't want to look like Mega Mind. Like, I really need to make sure that like the makeup looks good and stuff." And he was like, "Don't worry, we're gonna find like." the best makeup artist and like I know a girl who does prosthetics who's amazing so I showed up at his place and lo and behold Allie does makeup came through she starts putting the bald cap on and I was like you know what as soon as I met her I was like I trust you with my life so it took about I don't know I want to say only like uh, maybe it was like three or four hours I can't remember it was definitely like a full day leading into the party and then obviously I had to get my cheekbones defined and things like that. So um, Lily Keys did did the face makeup, but it was really amazing. And Ali had printed out all the tattoos, so it would be very, very official looking. And yeah, it ended up being really fun. And I've never been bald before, and I actually found it very liberating to like not have my hair in my face all night. So I highly recommend it. Actually, <laughs> would have thought you were him. So. Did they ever comment or say anything or do it? Courtney reposted Benny's post of it. So it was good. And they commented on, on the post too. So it was good to have their, their official blessing on the costume. He does such a great impression of her too. I always love his content with her. It was cracking me up all night. It was so funny. Oh, I am obsessed with drag his ass. Like I started comedy in New York and dating. I've dated a lot of fuck boys. What's been like the best part about doing it? I think the best part about doing it is just the community of people who, you know, have gone through these similar experiences that I have and the comedians that I have on the show. And they really seem to be, you know, able to sort of, it's like a little bit cathartic to like sit down and hear these stories and feel like your journey is also validated. So I think it's been really nice to just see like the response from, I mean, it's mostly women, but obviously some guys have been victims of fuckboys as well. Um, so it's, I think just like seeing that people can find enjoyment in this very painful situation that we've set up for ourselves, um, that's kind of the best case. So it's been really fun and rewarding to build this community of amazing people. And then of course, I think, you know, when I work with fuckboys and they come back to me saying that they did learn something, um, that's the ultimate goal. So that's, that's really nice too. Oh, has there ever been like a live show moment that you're like, I can't believe this happened because I couldn't get over the one I saw online about a guy like or someone DMing you before the show saying like the guy was there. I was like, what? Yeah, it was crazy. That that actually wasn't even at Dragon's Ass. That was just at my show, Mary Beth and Friends at the Bell House. 
So I got a DM, the last comic was on stage and I, I was reading my DM requests and someone said, I'm here with my friend and a guy who ghosted her is in the audience here with another girl. Like, should we call him out? So I was like, oh my God, I had had a few drinks by then. And usually I don't drink to perform, but sometimes when I'm hosting, I'll drink a little bit because then, you know, I get loose by the end of the show. Um, so I got on stage and I was in my drunken brain, I was like, oh, they, they want me to call him out on stage when I think probably they just wanted to like have a private sort of interaction. Um, but I was like, who DM me this? Like, where are you? Let's like get to the bottom of this right now. Um, so then they came on stage and then the guy joined us and he was like, that's my sister that I brought tonight. I'm really bad at communicating. That's why I ghosted you, blah, 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 blah. Um, it was like very impromptu, but it was truly a crazy live experience. Oh my God, that's incredible. It was really fun. Yeah, it was um, fun. I also loved your set on this night show. It was like, Thanks. just even the set, like the way it flowed, everything was great. Like, were you nervous at all doing that? Or how did that experience go? I was pretty nervous because that was when quarantine was still a thing. Like. You know, there were comedy shows and I don't even know, I don't, I don't think I'd had my vaccine yet because I didn't, I don't think it was available to our age group. So I was pretty nervous because I hadn't really been doing that much stand up, and it felt like, you know, I, I flew back from England Saturday. I had two shows that night, two shows the next night, two shows Monday, I think. And then I did the tonight show on Tuesday. So that was actually a year ago. Exactly. I need to post about that. Um, but I was extremely nervous and, you know, one thing that's great is the booker there is like so knowledgeable and he is so supportive and helpful. So I really felt like he was on my side and that helped me feel comfortable sort of stepping out. And, you know, it was half the audience of the usual show. So I just tried to approach it as like, this is just a show for 60 something people. And yeah, then it will be on TV later. Try not to think about that as much. Oh my god, I can't believe that schedule too. It was crazy. It was it was a whirlwind, but it's it's so fun when when those things happen. So yeah, I had a great time. I know you're going on tour now. Is there one thing you're like, I have to bring this on tour or any like anything you're must bring? I would say my blankie, but I actually don't like bringing my blankie to travel because I get nervous. I'm going to lose it. Um, so my one thing I always bring everywhere I go is my tiny notebook. Um, so that will be joining me on the road as well. Keeps me organized and things. <laughs> what is the most annoying thing people do when traveling? I think the most annoying thing is how much of a rush everyone is in. I mean, everybody's standing up to like board the plane when they call the first group. I'm like, if everyone just would calm down, like the plane most likely will take off on time. Let's just like not actually, you know what? I take that back. The most annoying thing people do when traveling is they are rude to the um, air host and hostesses because those people are so, especially in the pandemic, I feel like anyone who was working and not sick was overworked and just like, they're doing the best that they can under these conditions. And I would see people take their masks off and, you know, be just like dicks to them in general or make a fuss. This guy one time came to the gate with like a su two suitcases and two pillows. And they were like, you can't do that. Like you can only bring a personal item in one bag. And he was like, get, get me your manager. And they were like, 
um, like you can't do it. It's like against FA regulations. He's like, I literally flew like this yesterday and you're going to tell me that I can't do this. And I'm a platinum blah, 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 blah. And I, it was literally five 30 in the morning. I was like, dude, Oh my God. It's my, yeah. That is my worst nightmare. I just hate people in it general. Is, <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I was like, you actually should be on the no fly list. Yeah. Oh God. What's, to me. what's your biggest pet peeve? I feel like that would, I don't know if that's a pet peeve, but that's annoying. My biggest pet peeve in general, yeah, I guess honestly lately just feeling like people are not appreciative of like those folks that work in the service industry. Cause like a lot of times the problems that people experience, you know, with a clothing brand or ordering something online or in a restaurant, it's not the waiter's fault or like the customer service rep. So having worked in customer service before, I, I just have like, I don't know, I have PTSD, number one. And number two, I have like a lot of just like empathy and appreciation for, for people that do that, those jobs. Cause you know, some people are just trying to get through the day. And I think taking your anger out on them is just not fair. So that's something that really bothers me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's, such a, that's the best answer I've gotten. <laughs> Cause I'm like, yeah, oh, that's, good. Well, that's good. You're always so stylish too. And like when I started at UCB New York and like, I just felt like I had to wear plaid or like, I, I wore like these stuff that I look back now and I'm like, why did I, this is not me. Why did I feel like I, but have you always been like, you've always known your style and like been very stylish and. Um, I definitely have always been obsessed with clothes. Now looking back on some of my outfits, I'm like, mm, maybe wouldn't have done that if I could go back. But I think, you know, being obsessed with clothes for me started at a very young age. I think I was like, I was obsessed with outfits and I remember a very specific, like I just, I always wanted to be wearing pink and I wanted to be wearing a big bow and I wanted to be wearing makeup. And like, I don't know, I was very girly as a kid. So I think an interest in fashion and having two older sisters, I would see fashion magazines and I was just like obsessed with like brands and clothes to, you know, for better or worse, but it was, um, I had fun and I still have fun with fashion and it's, it's great. Yeah. It's an expensive habit, but you know, whatever. I yeah. like spending money. You can't take it with you. So might yeah. as well spend it. I agree. Yeah. What is um, your go-to karaoke song? My go-to karaoke song is Seven Things by Miley Cyrus. Great answer. Yeah. What is uh, the weirdest thing in your fridge right now? The weirdest thing in my fridge right now is probably an empty, well, it's a jar that had pickles in it, but now it just has pickled juice. Like I just haven't, there's two empty jars. They have pickle juice, but no pickles for no reason. I just haven't gotten around to dumping them down the sink yet. Oh yeah, been there. Um, what is the, what is your guilty pleasure TV show? Kardashians. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Very excited for the new Hulu show. <laughs> Ew, I can't wait. Um, what's the New York, the most New York thing about you? The most New York thing about the most, the most New York thing about me is that how impatient I am. Like I want things I want what I want when I want it. I want the subway to be arriving as I get to the platform. I want my Uber to be waiting for me outside before I even call it. And I want, I, I don't take this out on wait staff at all, obviously, because it's not reasonable, but I'm like, if they could have the food for me ready before I get to the restaurant, that would be great. Yeah. 
what's uh the worst you've ever bombed on stage although i've never seen you bomb ever but <laughs> thank you i did i have bombed in my life i have done it the worst bomb i ever had was in um bushwick at the cobra club this was a year into doing stand-up and i was brought on stage the host said that i was the person who caused 9 11 and that i was racist like as a joke like yeah. she's a white woman as well and she was just sort of joking around um and then my first joke i do say i'm racist against white people this yeah. was years ago so my set obviously has changed a lot since then um but i think just like saying that after she had said that it didn't go well and then in the middle of my set the microphone plug came out um oh and i had to put it back in so it was just like and i had friends there and i just wanted to kill no not gonna say that i died we need to stop using kill myself as hyperbole i wasn't i don't want to kill myself but i definitely was extremely embarrassed but i i don't I mean, I thought it was, I think it's still the worst show I've ever had, but one of the guys in the audience still asked me out to drink. So I guess men can really just see the forest through the trees. You know what I mean? He saw, he saw raw talent. <laughs> and um, what's the dumbest injury you've ever had? The dumbest injury I've ever had, I um, broke my arm in third grade because I was jumping off the swing at school during recess and the guys in my class were like, they would jump off the swing and try to do like skateboarding moves like in the air. Obviously being in third grade, we can find fun in anything. But I decided I was going to do the same thing. And then my, it was the summer, almost the summer. So my legs were a little bit sweaty and they got stuck to the seat. So my jumping off of the swing was a little bit delayed from what it should have been. And then I just landed directly on my arm and it bent the wrong way. Oh gosh, so. I'm so painful. <laughs> and last question, have you ever been starstruck at all? I've definitely been starstruck. I used to work at SoulCycle Corporate and in our building was the headquarters for The Row, which is the Mary, Mary Kate Nashie's fashion brand. I'm like such a stan ride or die for those two girls. And I saw them outside smoking and I swear I almost fell over. Like I was shaking. I was beaming from ear to ear. And I was like, I hope I feel like this on my wedding day. Like I've never felt that in my life. So it was amazing. I feel like they raised me so I would have died. Like truly, <laughs> sure you No, would. it was like, it was out of body and I, I just will never, I'll never probably feel that again, but that's okay. Oh, well, you were so talented. Thank you so much for doing this. You're incredible. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah, can we just see one of the New York shows? I'm going. So. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm announcing new dates today. So come see oh, me awesome. and I can't wait to, to see ya.